Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another week and another edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad and Gillis. Mike Nislik back at it with you again. A very special week. The all-Ohio matchup, Browns and Bengals. A lot we're going to get through this week with some very special podcasts we'll have coming up for you later, but strictly focusing on the here and now. A lot of big injury updates. Trey Hendrickson has just a stinger in his neck. That was reported by Coach Taylor on Monday. Logan Wilson, day-to-day, there is optimism around him, but the big hurt for the Bengals is there will be no DJ Reader for next Monday's matchup. And... That is a concern, guys, because we all know, no disrespect to the Falcons, but the Browns have Nick Chubb, which is a whole different problem. And not having DJ Reader is – I'm not as concerned with the way the, the depth stepped up last week, but again, it's Nick Chubb, so I think there's still a lot of concern. Yeah, I mean, not having, you know, Gunter, Tupo, uh, Reader, I mean, that's a big deal for me, um, you know, just especially with the matchup that they're going to have. Like I said on our postgame pod, I don't really know what Jacoby Brissett can do throwing the ball. Um, so, re- yeah, really when, when you don't have those guys, that to me is a problem. Um, you know, the good news for them is that, you know, it sounds like Logan Wilson's doing well. Like, you know, the way that the way that Zach talked about him seemed kind of he, – he said he was optimistic, but he seemed like just the way that he said it kind of seemed, you know, like you could expect him back either this week or next week against the Panthers. Um, you know, so I, I think that, um, you know, help is on the way in that regard um, because, you know, really, like you said, any help they can get against Nick Chubb would be would be of great benefit to them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as worried. I mean, just because, I mean, Cleveland's not very good. Um, right. You know, uh, <laughs> Chubb had, what, 90, 91 yards, averaged 5.7 yards a carry last week, uh, you know, and they lost. Uh, pretty handily. They've got, uh, like, you know, we talked about Atlanta, you know, career backup at, at quarterback. Um, I don't, you know, see much problem. You know, their, their top tight end now is out. Uh, you know, they're, they're limited at wide receiver in terms of, I think, talent wise. So, um, you know, I think that the, the defense is in good shape. They played well last week against a really talented to run team. And, and I think they'll, they'll, they've shown other than, you know, that Baltimore game where I think Lamar Jackson was kind of the kind of the center, center issue, um, you know, that they can, they can, this is a good run defense. Um, you know, you'd like to have Reader in there, but if this was his first game back, he'd probably be a little rusty anyway. You know, like I said, I think they're trying to get him past the bye week, give him some extra rest. You know, I don't think you need him against Carolina and then just have him for that second half. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have him, but I don't think it's sort of the end of the world. No, not at all. And I'm with you about Nick Chubb. I mean, no disrespect to him. I, I'm not going to say he's overrated, but I mean, 91 yards against Baltimore's defense, which I mean, we saw them against the Bengals. The Bengals shot themselves in the foot against Baltimore, but even then the Ravens defense isn't all that. So if that's what Nick Chubb did against them, 
I really don't know how much more, if he does more against the Bengals, he could really put together. Uh, and we'll kind of talk more about his style and what he could do later in the week. But, yeah, as far as just strictly injuries go, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, with the way the Panthers are playing, although they beat the Buccaneers, side note, even then, I, I just don't think with the opponents you have coming up in a bye, there's no point to rush it and maybe re-aggravate the injury in some weird way or fashion, excuse me. So, yeah, I mean, that's the good thing. And then with Logan Wilson, so interestingly enough, I was in the parking lot on Monday when I was walking. And, I mean, I only saw him for like 10 seconds because we parked close to where the players parked. And he seemed like he was walking fine. I even, like, said hello to him, and he seemed fine. Obviously, I'm not just going to say, oh, he looks great. He's good to go. I'm just saying, like, you know. Who is that? He, this is Logan Wilson. Uh, Logan Arnold, Wilson. Right? So he yeah, I mean, I would hope he's walking fine. fine. He, he, yeah. was, was he not on all fours, though? I mean, was that <laughs> no, like, I mean, falling so his arm looked good? Like, like he didn't he have, like. He had a leg injury. No, I mean to say he was walking around in the sense of like he didn't have like a sling or like he wasn't like his arms didn't look like. Well, he could still be walking fine and have a sling. Those are two separate issues, Muhammad. Michael, my Tuesday mornings feel like Monday mornings. Okay. Hang in there with me. But the point is, he looks good. Like he looks physically, he looks fine. How does hair look? Actually, his his hair looked pretty good. No, honestly. His hair looked really nice. Like I'm not gonna yeah, lie, and it's actually, a good sign because you can't comb it with one hand. So I mean, maybe that's that's a good sign. Well, that and honestly, you know, we can have a debate later on who has the best hair on the team. Logan Wilson's got a. It's simple, but it's a good look. But he looks good. I saw him for ten seconds. He looks good. He's in good spirits. Um, yeah, obviously, we'll see how Hendrickson looks throughout the week. But Zach Taylor didn't really seem that concerned about him. So having him would be great uh, against the Browns on. Monday, but injuries aside, I think that, you know, the, the, and this is as we kind of process the week behind us now with, you know, Monday Night Football on the horizon, you know, when you have these two teams, uh, the Browns and the Panthers and then the bye week, this is exactly what the Bengals need entering the Browns week to get primed for a midseason run. Because once you go on a good midseason run, you go to six and three, maybe depending on how Baltimore does. You're first place in the division. I don't know who the Ravens play the next two games. I haven't looked, but if they fall down and the Bengals go back up, then once you come out of the bye and you play Pittsburgh on Sunday night, unless that game is flexed, that's really all you need to go on a deep run, just like they did last year. And obviously, I'm not one to make too many big comparisons on. Oh, the Bengals did this last year, so they'll do this this year. You know, because it is still a slightly different team. There are different players, especially, like, on the offensive line, which you've talked about. But I just really think, like, at this point, the formula is simple. It's just let Joe Burrow sit in the shotgun and cook. Let him cook and throw it up. And that's what's been working the last two weeks, and that's what's going to keep working pretty much the rest of the year. Now, how much he cooks and how that looks could change a little bit, but it's just going to be that constant Burrow in the shotgun, Burrow throws it up, Burrow throws a dime, and that's – I mean, I think the Bengals are just so much more relieved because, you know, like Zach Taylor said a few weeks ago, oh, you know, we're 0-2, we need to relax. Joe Burrow said the same thing. You know, even after the game, he said, oh, I told you guys, you know, when we were 0-2, I told you all to relax, and here we are. He kind of had his uh, aha moment, and this is the Bengals' aha moment, and this is the aha moment that could really change the tide of the season depending on how things go. And maybe I'll say that again in a few weeks, but I feel like five weeks from now, we're going to go back and look at that Falcons game 
And I think I think that's still going to be that aha moment that they need moving forward. A uh, couple things, Mohammed. Uh, number one, uh, so the Ravens are going to play at Tampa Bay this Thursday. Um, they play at New Orleans the following Monday, so they have almost like a bye week and a half um, when when they play New Orleans. Then they have a bye week. Then they play Carolina. Then they play at Jacksonville to end the month of November. So none of those teams really scare me. Like if, right. if, if, so, if I were the Ravens, um, you know, I would kind of be looking at this as an opportunity to to gain some ground here on the Bengals, or at least keep pace because you have the tiebreaker in hand. Um, that last game is obviously going to be crucial. So um, I think, you know, I, I, that's going to be something to to really kind of look at here over the next couple of weeks because the Steelers and like the Steelers and the Browns, I'm just, I'm not sure on. Um, but the second thing, I have to go back to something you said because I can't let it slide. What were you trying to say about Nick Chubb? About, you know, oh, he only had 91 yards against the Ravens. So what could he do against the Bengals? Because, my man has had four 100-yard games already this season. I I looked earlier, so forgive me if this is off, but, like, the lowest yards per carry he's had this year is, like, 4.9 in a game. Like, Nick Chubb is one of the best, you could make an argument, the most talented running backs in the sport. So I'm confused. What were, What are we trying to say here? I'm just saying, look, I'm not saying he's a horrible running back by any means. I didn't mean to imply that. I'm just saying the Ravens defense, like, I'm just saying it's because we saw them play the Bengals, you know, almost three weeks ago, and it's hard to believe, two, three weeks ago. I mean, the Ravens defense isn't horrible, but they're not that great. So, I mean, because he's so good, I would have expected him to go well over 91. I know he's had, like you said, about uh, four or so hundred yard plus rushing games, but I don't know. If he couldn't really do that against the Ravens, I think he still will have a better game against the Bengals. I think whether or without DJ Reader, he's still having a good game. I'm just thinking how much better can he really do if that's what he did against Baltimore? Who, well, again, okay, I so, just don't think that's a great defense. Right. Okay, so I get that. But one, I don't think the transitive property works uh, in, in sports. And two, uh, the Ravens ran the ball 44 times. Um, that just kills the clock. That just doesn't give him opportunities. Like – he he ran the ball pretty effectively. He had five point six point five point six nine yards per carry. Now I am looking it up. Um, there you go. He, I mean, he carries the ball five, six, seven more times. I feel like we're singing a different tune about about what he did against Baltimore. No, I understand that. I get that. Like I said, great running back. I had him on my fantasy team two years ago when I won my fantasy league championship. So no, I understand the value of Nick Chubb by no means. Actually, I respect him a lot and we can talk we more about Mar- him. We should have Mary Kay tell him that. that she doesn't have to tell me that. He- I, I already think he's a great running back. I'm just saying with how confident the Bengals D is, with or without DJ Reader. And I understand what you said about, you know, the Ravens eating up the clock last Sunday. I'm not saying I'll have a bad game. I still think he'll go over 100 yards. I just don't think he's going to be explosive and just make Lou Anaruma pull his hair out, if that makes sense. Because like he said yesterday, he had the headache the size of Nebraska. I don't think he'll have a headache the size of the state of Texas, but we'll just see what happens. But we'll see what happens when we come back on the Strictly Stripes podcast because we're going to have our rapid-fire Q&A, a little different thing we're doing. We're going to have a lot of fun with that, so make sure you stick with us right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. And thanks for staying with us on the Strictly Stripes podcast. We haven't done this before, but we're going to divvy things up a little bit and do some 
rapid fire Q&A. Hopefully we'll get the listeners involved here in the future, but I want to kind of fire some rapid Q&A to my guys, Andrew and Mike. And just starting off with it, the biggest thing I'm thinking about right now that would make a huge difference in this game, what will the Bengals uniforms be first off? <laughs> the, I feel like road night games should be white on white. Um, I really, really like the white helmets, the white, like the, the ones that they wore for the Dolphins game. Um, but if I think that those should be, if you're going to go on the road, those should be the looks that you have. Sure. White on white. Sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say. My Bengals... answer, so do I win? Well, one point. No, we should probably set one up a point nine. system in the future, but yeah, for now, we'll, we'll, we'll just give well, it I feel like that's an uh, whose line is it anyway point system where it's like it's all made up and the points don't matter. No, this was official. This uh, I did not make that up. <laughs> this was an official point system. It was one nothing. All right. Let's add on to that. That's great. All right, one oh, Michael. Uh, I mean, I'd say for me, I want to say white on white, but I don't know. You know I just lost already. This is not. Ra- this is supposed to be rapid fire. Well, I'm asking you guys and giving my take. Part of my it's take. Be rapid. All right then. This is a disaster. I digress. I digress. Mike, is, Mike just absolutely just pulled the train tracks no, away. No, we're stick to the rules. We got to stick All to right. the rules. All right, let's stick to the rules then, Michael. I like that. I, I, I like being someone who's on on track with the rules. I like that. So we're just going to get into it now. Okay, so white on white, and then you just match that. But I will say this, though, if we're going to talk about rules, I think you have to have a different answer unless you're so confident that you agree with Andrew, unless you're that confident. So you can't just well, say, oh, not, you have I mean, it's white. either white or orange. <laughs> or, or, or brown. They're the browns. <laughs> but they're man, those brown uniforms are nice though. I, if I'm on a Monday night game, I'm wearing the brown jerseys and the white pants. And I think if you're the Bengals, just the the usual whites, the road whites. So there we go with that. And I guess all right. The, the next big one is should the Bengals somehow lose this game? Hopefully they don't. But if they do, should the Bengals season be in dire straits? No. No. <laughs> They're they're five hundred. No, they, and they got the Panthers coming up after that, and the way that the schedule's breaking towards the end of the year, like Tampa Bay doesn't look as good as you would think. Pittsburgh, I still think, isn't very good. No, absolutely not. No, I won again. This dominating. <laughs> no, I I, 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 need, I need I need some more analysis, Mike. Andrew, you're losing. All listen, right, listen, as soon as we started this and the whole rapid fire is supposed to be like, like uh, this or that, like uh, who would you take? Like, or like something like that. Like you can't like, like, uh, isn't it supposed to be like, um, you know, like individual choices? Cause that's how do you do rapid fire when it's an open? You gotta, we gotta, we gotta tweak this. I think it can be open ended. I've no, seen that's, like that's that not rapid fire. It's like, what do you like? Ice cream or pie? And then that's okay, ice, ice cream. cream. Right, exactly. So, see, now that's a, you almost got that one, Andrew, but still three nothing. But <laughs> so, but that's rapid fire. You can't be like, "What are your thoughts on Foucault?" Like, it's just like that doesn't really work like that. All right, then. All right. So, with that, who is going to rush for more yards? I think this is an easy one, but I want to see your thoughts. There you go. Thoughts. Rapid fire. That's better. Better. Mix up. So he didn't. It was he wasn't even a selection. I bet. Uh well, Samaje. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, there's been, he has run for 
almost as many yards as Joe Mixon earlier in the season. So I don't think it'll happen, but like I like the contrarianism there, Mike. That's that's the spirit of rapid fire Q and A. No, I mean I think in your book. All right, I, I guess just to wrap up. Finally, the last rapid fire Q and A. I mean, just we'll have predictions later on. So I don't want to ask you guys who's going to win, but who's going to have the best game for the Bengals at least? Who's going to have the best game on either side of the ball? Joe Burrow, win. Dominated, shutout, 5 nothing. T. Higgins. How can he I, have I, a better I, game than Joe Burrow? Here we go. This is what I want to hear. I want to win, so I feel like I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> 5 nothing. <laughs> so it was a sweep. We could just retire that right now, man. That was a that was a domination. That was five. What is it? What is it? Yeah, it's getting skunked. It's like and I won the bonus question or the ice cream. So I mean, that's really just. Wait, was it ice ice cream or what's what was the other option? Pie. pie. You really like ice cream more than pie? That's Seriously, that was the answers. Yeah, it's so versatile. Ice cream we already, we, if you missed it, you done. It was rapid fire, so we got to move on. You can't. <laughs> well, that's fine. No, that, that's podcast. great. No, that's great. I just want to know psychologically what's put you in a rabbit hole to think that ice cream is better than having pie, because that actually concerns me a lot. <laughs> I need I need to hear your take on this. I, I don't I, know. One answer is not enough. Did what did Mike say? Pie or ice cream? I said. He no, said ice cream. I thought you said I said ice cream first, and so I got okay. it right and quicker. Oh. Right and quick. No, I'm, I don't think you got it right. I don't think it's ice cream, my guy. I, I don't think ice cream is better than pie. You got it quicker. I just don't know if you got it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with I mean, pie, it's it's like so. As I'm like, I'm allergic to nuts, so uh, I'm sorry. I can only have like apple pie, uh, pumpkin pie. Uh, then then there's like cherry pie, blueberry. Like those, I can't have like pecan pie or anything like that. Um, and ice cream is just so much more versatile than than pie. You can actually um, have like multiple, like way more different flavors, uh, way more different types of ice cream, soft serve, custard, whatever. It's very just, it's just better. So what if, okay, I hear your nut allergy and that sucks by the way, because my sister's the same way, but what if you're allergic to nuts and lactose? Pie has more flexibility in that sense. Then you should just probably just just like give up. Like at that point, I don't know what I would do. I would no, start no like, such thing. I would have to take no those like I would have to take those like pills that like make like they just like mitigate your lactose intolerance because I couldn't do that. But you just said give up, and now you're like take pills. So is it give up or take pills? Which one is it, Andrew? Uh, we'll probably give pills then give up. Okay, so that was a rapid fire type question. So there you go. See, we're getting the hang of this. We're finding our strides. We're finding our grooves. Our grooves. Our grooves. We're finding our grooves because when we strictly find our grooves, this is the Strictly Stripes podcast. That didn't even oh, make any a, sense. That's, that's a D. That didn't even make Muhammad. any sense. Muhammad, but you know like what? A D D minus. You know what? That didn't even make any sense, and that's okay because spontaneous answers are the best. That's why this is rapid fire Q and A. But on that note, I think. We've had enough fun on this Colorful Tuesday. Stay tuned. We're going to have some special podcasts coming up. We don't want to tell you what they are, but there will be some special guests, and it will be very special as far as this Browns-Bengals game goes Monday. Stay tuned later in the week. We're going to have that for you. So, again, we don't want to give it away, so just make sure you follow along on cleveland.com or Twitter 
and you will see why we'll have some fun, colorful podcasts in the next two days. But we're going to obviously break down a lot on both sides of the ball, uh, specifically who the better players are going to be either for the Bengals and or the Browns. So it'll be a little more feisty, a little more uh, discussion and debate, which will be exciting. But we appreciate you all joining in. Once again, for myself, Andrew Gillis and Mike Nizek, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. So long and enjoy some pie, not some ice cream. Take care.